Okay, so we're going to be going this over again, okay. Uh, basically, okay, I want to, you want to deal today with some of the Sum de Rabbanon. Basically, we're trying to deal with two, it's a complicated sugya, so let me, let, let me tell you how we're going to go with what we're trying to do. First of all, we have an Issa device of Basa B'cholov. Uh We saw last time on Kuf Yud Gimel, there's a Mishnah with a Machlokas Tanoim. We're going to take a look at that again. Uh, the Pasuk says, Asavashal Gedi B'cholov so in the Chumash it says, don't cook a gedi. A gedi could mean, uh, could mean a, go- a baby goat, a kid. But uh, the Rambam points out, based upon all the Gemos and everything, that that would be gedi izim. It would say gedi izim. If that says gedi, basically just means a young, a young animal. A young kosher animal we call the gedi. So it could be a baby goat, it could be a baby cow, a calf, it could be a baby sheep, it's all these things are called gedi. Okay, and it says, Bechalei So, and it says that three times in the Chumash. So, through various drashot, the Gemara expands it from uh, a baby to all animals and expands it, uh, and it says that the facts three times, there's an Isabishal, literally, Losavashel, and then there's a prohibition not to eat, and there's a prohibition if you did cook it, you can't eat it, and the third prohibition is you can't have any financial pleasure or benefit from it, you can't sell it or use it in any way. Menisa Hana. These are all the That's all the right Okay, there's a topic I'm going to get into, not today, maybe in a day or two. The Issa Hana, uh, according to the Rambam, it's not as serious as the Issa of Achila. Achila, he says, would get Malchus, but Hanor is an Issa Deraisa without Malchus. It's like a secondary Issa. We're going to the Rambam Shita about that, but there is an Issa Hanor, the writer. Okay, so, so the writer is uh, are the three basic, co- uh, basic animals, which is uh, a cow, a uh, sheep and a goat. Now, if you expand it to other kosher meats beyond those basic three, so you get into the higher world, the non-domesticated animals like a deer, things would have split hooves and chew their cuts, so it could be a deer, it could be a giraffe, so that's called chaya, and then we have kosher birds, oh, so that's the Mishnah and Tav Kufiud Gimel. Does it expand into the Chai and Of? So let's see the Mishnah there. So, first thing the Mishnah says is Basa Behema Tahoa Bechala Behema Tahoa. So the Vashal Basa Bano, Basa Behema Tahoa Bechalav Behema Tahoa. Now, non kosher animal like a pig, the, the milk of a pig. Or the meat of a pig. So all the Rishonim interpret that once you get out of the kosher world, you go into the non-kosher world, whether it's the meat side or the milk side, 
the Isser, the rice of Bosa B'cholov does not apply. You have a problem, you're not allowed to eat not kosher meat, you're not allowed to eat not kosher milk from pigs or whatever, or, cow, or camels. But uh, as far as Bosa B'cholov is concerned, it's non-existent because it doesn't fit into the word Gedi, which means kosher. And the Chalevi Mo, Chalevi Mo, the mother is also kosher. So anytime one of the two ingredients is uh, genetically by species and not kosher species, whether it's the meat side or the milk side, which there's no Bosa B'cholov, not the Raisa or the Rabbana. Okay, so there's a reaction mother to cook. There's no Doresa or the Rabbana? Or the Rabbana. And not kosher. And not eating too? The eating is an yeah, iser device because I can't eat pig. No, no, but just that iser. Do you have another iser on it? No, there's no bus. So there's no on it at all. Not at all. That's what all the Rishonim and all the Poskimists say. That that's what this Mishnah means. And this Mishnah says that if it's behemata meya or chalav meya, mutav avash banah means that there's no iser to abundant whatsoever. So I'm eating and a cheeseburger eat. where it's kosher cheese. It's just one dorisa on the meat. No, no, no. If the meat is kosher meat or the meat is not kosher meat? The cheese is kosher cheese, but the meat is treif. Treif, when we say treif, we mean so a different species. Not species. Yeah, different species. Like a pig. Yeah. Right, there would be no iser. The Just one iser. Right. Okay. Now we move over to the... So it would seem that this Tanakama is only excluding Tamea, but once you get into, once you're in this kosher world of species, could be a chaya, could be a, a wild species like a deer, or it could be even a bird, like a, a, a turkey or a chicken, would be the raisa. So there is an opinion that says, it might be the first time here, it could be the first time in the peri, kolabosa. Says simply kolabasa osalavasha. So there is a tana that says all all kosher species are in the sitaraisa, and it would be a sitaraisa. I mean, all three are various. Basa bishul is achila isra would be with let's say kosher bird with milk, chicken with milk, or a deer with milk. So that's one opinion. Rebbe Kiva on the back in Kufiud Gimel says chayev of. So he says that the word Gedi excludes Chaya, Of, and Be'i Metzimeya. Okay. Now, does he have in this, he doesn't have in this a Deraisa. Does he have in this a Derabana? Mishnah doesn't say. He's saying that, okay, he's saying that, um, would say that. Chai, for Ov, if you do, you're not going to get milk because there's no Isidu Raisa. And Chai and Ov, he might have, does he have an Isidu Rabbanon? So, it would seem almost all the Rishon feel that he does have an Isidu Rabbanon based on the Gemon Kuv Dalit. Yeah, because look at Kuv Dalit. We're going to cook down the last few, like seven, eight lines on the bottom of the page. Ravashi on Ravashi said, this is like the last statement, trying to figure out our mission here. Ravashi, and of course Ravashi is the one who wrote the Gemara, so it's very authoritative. 
He says, Kula Rebbe Kiva, he, Amish is Rebbe Kiva, Chikama Kola Basar, Asa Levashal Bechalav, Mehen Medivay Ter, Mehen Medivay Sofu. Some things are Issa Devay, all meat, including wild animals, including birds, if they're kosher, Asa Levashal Bechalav. However, some are Medivay Ter, that would be a, a domesticated kosher animal, like a cow. That's a device. So mehen medivay sofrim, some medivay bonon, and that would be presumably the chaya and the oaf. Chutz mebasa dagon v'chagav. Except for fish and insects, then that also not medivay term. There was seven so according to Rav Ashi, Rav Akiva does have an isa medivay bonon of chaya and oaf. Yes. But the question is, but what about hematmeya? Uh, hematmeya is not isa medivay bonon. But here he doesn't. It only spells out. Hagavim and uh, Dagim that aren't under the, the claw of Basa. Right, okay. But the assumption the, is that he doesn't, the payment to me, they were never goes there in the Sittim Meaning because of the other mission that we have here, we assume both mission are according to the regular Kiva. Yeah. In which case, you, since he's. He since it says, Muta Levashel, Muta Bahana. <clears throat> so the thing is that this is the Rabbanon where it gets a, where your question is a question might be in the Rambam maybe because when Rabbi when Ashi says here that there is an Issa the Rabbanon let's say with birds according to Rabbi Kiva there's an Issa the Rabbanon of birds with Cholov does he does he mean or three, does it mean that if you cook a bird with milk, you violate the Sabishal and the Suachila and the Suhana with Rabbana? So when you read the Mishnah plain and Kuv Gimel, there it says, Kalabasa, Asa Levashal, Bukhalav. And Ravashi says, Some device is some Rabbana. So then it says, Asa Levashal. The device clearly is all three of Avis. So then the Rabbana, which is in the same phrase, should be probably all three. Or three Avevas would be Medurabonon by birds. That would be simple reading of, 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 of Ashi and the Gemara. Meaning Gemar. to say that he, the way Rav Ashi is reading the Gemara is just like, when we said Komovasho, it's just a general phraseology of the Isser of Basavchalov, not specifically Bishel. Well, I would, have, I would have said it means Bishel. I would have said so, because that's us reading the words literally. Mm-hmm. I would have said so. The, except that we have a, a huge problem with this in the Rambam because the Rambam paskins explicitly that it's us to eat basa of b'cholov midrabanon but he says it's muta levasha you can cook basa of b'cholov so according to the Rambam presumably he's passing the Rebbe Kiva and he's passing Ravashi. So according to the Rambam, when it said, some Dvaisa, some Dvabana, then there's a split. If it's Dvaisa, it's all three Avevos, Bishal, Achila, and, and no, that would be by real uh, animals, right? Kosher animals. If you're getting into Dvabanan, which is birds, and it's only as a to eat cooked birds with milk, but you're allowed to cook them. There's no way sufficient. So when it says, when it's Bidu Rabbanon, 
it would only be the Yisrachilu, not the Yisrachilu. And also the Vashal, I have to say, is like, sort of like a stretch. It means you have an Avey with Basa B'cholo, but not that it's literally permitted to cook, it's permitted to cook like B'cholo. Just using the Lashon of the Pasuk. That's the Lashon of the Pasuk, yeah. right. And because it's including the rice and the Rabbanon, so it says the Vashal because of the Deraisa situation, but it's a Rabbanon situation. Gets into so it's a very difficult read, but the Rambam said it, and uh, and the Shulchanah Paskins it and the Ramah. Okay, there is certain Bachronim who vehemently oppose this. Like I think the Bach is very much against this. There are also certain Bachronim who don't think. Just official. He feels that it's in the Sederaisa of Everything. The Raiser, because he thinks that we don't pass him, we have a key who pass him like the Tanakam. And then reading the Mishnah simply is against him. Reading the Mishnah seems to be the beginning of the Gemara, the Ankur of Dalad, the Gemara has uh, Rabbi Yosef says that Rabbi Paskin Basa of Bacholov is an Esa the Raiser, not like Ravashi. So there is a Bach, but he's a very small minority. Uh, it's a very unusual thing in halacha that the Rambam said something which is not exactly simple reading the Gemara, and it became Shulchanach, became Memor. So it's a good, it's apparently it's in halacha, it seems to be accepted that, uh, that uh, however, the truth is that uh, Tosis, there's a Tosis also like this, and Ahmed Bey's Kuf Dad Ahmed Bey's Tosis Ofer Gavina. Just a quick glance at that. We're going to read it, but tell us just a quick glance, like six lines from the bottom. Kuf Dalet Amit Beis. The bottom toast was Of. He says there, Dilma Mishum Dasova Baos Basa Of Bcholov Lav Deraisa. Somebody in the Gemara thinks Basa Of Bcholov is not Deraisa. The low Kaimalon Hachi. We don't agree with that. We think Basa of Bacholov is the Raisa. So it's a Taisus. Taisus wants to say, Taisus Paskins there, low Kaimelon. We don't Paskin, it's a Drabonon. We Paskin, it's the Raisa. So it's a big Machlokas, Ram Bam. And Taisus had a Paskin. Taisus Paskins, Basa of Bacholov is the Raisa. Uh, the Ram Bam, and according to Taisus, if it's the Raisa, then for sure it's also all three Avevas, Bishul, Achil, and Hanon. Ramam Shit is Basa of Bacholov is the Rabbanon, like Rebbe Kiva, and he says there's no Issa Bishul or Hanon. But by the, by the way, only has this Achil. Uh, okay. Now, no, across the board, Okay, we're going to get to into this a bit later on, but it seems that Minig, the Minig Yisrael, right, the Minig Yisrael today, 
is to deal with Basa of Bechalov as if it was the Raisa. Okay, the, the average uh, housewife, family, when they have any problem with chicken and milk, they're going to deal with it like it's a Suffolk device, uh, not a Suffolk Rabbana. So even though Shofanach and Ramah do pass in that it's Midrabbana, so if you have a Suffolk, you could say Suffolk Rabbana the Kula. So there could be many cases of a Suffolk, of Basa, of Bechala, Bimekel. In the worst case, only Midrabbana, but Suffolk Rabbana the Kula, but there is a toast which it says we pass in Suffolk, Bosov, is it the Raisa? There is a Bach like this toast. So it's, I'm just commenting. It seems to me that uh, the average person <coughs> is not distinguishing between Bosov and regular Bosov behemoth, even though, according to the pure halacha, if you were pure halacha, Shochanaruch, Ramah, you would say there's a very big difference. Real behemoth, it's the Raisa, three Averis, Bishal, Achila, Ana, offers the Midrabanan, and since the Rabanan only has one Aver, which is Achila, there's no Risa Bishal, no Risa Ana, Safut Rabanan would be the Kula, etc., etc. That's what I'm going to play in straight halacha. Yes? I guess enough, I mean, of that would be like if you saw milk might have spilled into your chicken. Uh, Halakhically, you could eat it, but normally we would not. Yeah. And also all the hummus we have in the kitchen, about two sets of dishes, and and, uh, whatever, pots and pans, and and silverware, so we don't make any distinctions between chicken and and regular meat. We're going to consider everything 100%. Chumva, basa b'chala, okay, that's just the way it is. That's minna gisuel, basically. Okay, but putting that on the side, uh, as far as the pure halacha is concerned, since Shochanach um, is, is mainstream halacha with Ramah, they're passing like Rambam, like Rebbe Kiva, like Rav Ashi, meaning the things that because Rav Ashi said it, that Rebbe Kiva only has a Nisitra Banan, and then the tremendous leniency of Rambam is that this Banan is only to eat it, but there's no prohibition even to Banan of cooking. Okay. Okay, good. So that was one. This we talked about last time, but I think now we clarify it a little bit better. Um, that was issue number one. Now, issue number two, which we want to go into now, there are two other issues um, which we touched upon last time, but now we're going to go into it much more. Is that there are Surim Durabanan, on top of the Issa Duraisa, in Basa Bachalov, Bishal. No, but Banan threw into this a, a few other major Isurim. The Rabbanan. Okay. First of all, uh, the first big Zer Rabbanan was that they, they simply dropped the requirement of Bishal and they said you can't mix milk and meat without Bishal and eat it. Okay, so you're not allowed to eat the Vas Achas any milk slash meat mix. So any tarovas of meat and milk could be sonin, but sonin, um, they created then this uh, achila, for sure. Um, 
Okay, I don't think they created it this uh, to make the telopus. Let's say I wanted to feed my dog meat and milk together, so I mix them. There's no wizard to create the telopus. It's not like Bishel, but I couldn't cook for my dog meat and milk together. That will be in this uh, device, a Bishel. I couldn't cook my, for my dog a cheeseburger. I can feed him a cheeseburger. But you can't because it's I can't. I don't know. Right. I can't. Right. If it's... But you could probably feed him... Not kosher cheeseburger. A pig, yeah. a pig burger. Okay. Um, but... But... Anyway, but I, I myself am not allowed to swallow meat and milk together. I can't mix it and then swallow it, even if it's cold. So that's well, one... you could feed your dog a cold cheeseburger. Cold. If you mix meat and yeah. milk together cold. Yeah. Right. So then there isn't this uh, achila of such a thing. We don't see any isahana such a gazer. That's an achila. Yes. By that same one, do we say that, like, when we say basrachalo, but then so it's official, we say official mamish, or any other form that might be considered kedishal? Okay, that's going to be another okay. discussion of forms of Bishel. We didn't go into that. Okay. We'll go into that next moment. Now, the road. yes. <clears throat> Same question. Okay, Bishel. like that. We're going to get into that, but maybe yeah. a couple of days from now. Okay. So there's one is a Bishel together without Bishel. You can't eat them together. That's number one. Number two, there's two other isurim that they threw into this, which are really amazing, strict isurim. Uh, one is they threw in is they created an isur of achila bezeachazel. So if I eat meat first, so let's take the Rambam and let's take Shechunah, the most strict shita. If I had a pure kosher, one hundred percent. Meat, meat meal, I have to wait six hours before I can eat anything dairy. Okay, there's an issue of Achilas, Gavina, Achwe, Basa, and there's a time of six hours. That is a, a huge chumrah that they just don't want people eating milk and meat in any close range. So, six hours is the most strict shita. The, what's very amazing is that the most liberal shita, which is Tosfus, says you just have to bench. If I have a meat meal and I bench, Tosfus says I then can eat dairy right away. And the German Jews have a little bit of a kachum on the Tosfus. They say wait one hour. Dutch Jews... And the Yankees wait three hours, but the Dutch Jews wait one hour. The Ramah quotes as in a minog, some place of one hour. The Ramah himself says you should do the six hours. I wait three. You wait three. Okay, it's German. I was, no, I was always told and to be British. I don't, I mean... Where do your families come from? My family just does... My family always did three growing up because three was... Okay, you were American, but where was your great-great-grandparents from? Poland and Russia. So people kept six. So your great-grandparents for sure were six. Up, all I of Poland, all of Russia were six. Growing up, I kept three. Should I switch back to six? I would go back to six. But I, you can do the Rav. The Rav did five and a half. Because okay. the Ram says, Kishet, five thirty-one. I did five thirty-one. I don't know. Some people think five and one minute. 
Because the Rambam's Lushen is Kemoshe Shams. It's around six. I was always told to go to just to do what my family did growing up, even though it was like they did it Dafka because it was Bagel. Okay, listen, I'm not telling you what you, yeah. what you have to. I happened in general, I like people going back to old Minhagim. If, if, and I was, I'm saying in general, I do specifically. But I see it like this, that in America, old Minhagim disappeared across the board. Okay, that was a sociological historical phenomenon called the United States, Jew uh, settlement of Jews that came and they started to come around the year 1880. Okay, so when they came over, they came with customs, but you know, everything went by the wayside, it was a melting pot. So was, everybody was happy we can get people to be Shom Shabbos. So between 1880 and 1930 or 40, all the old customs went out, and hopefully keep with the shops. Um, okay, so then, you know, let's say things like waiting, so it was like a fee for all, because as in, there were different customs in Europe, so. But, you know, today, it's already 2020, so we're talking about a different era. So what we're talking about today, the way I look at it, okay, it's a personal, I look at sociological history I think what's happening today is that in American Jewry, okay, American Jewry is getting back very strongly into old-time minhag, real minhag. So you have yeshivish minhag, which is very Lithuanian, yeshivish chafetz chaim, you know, mishnabura, kind of stuff. You have the chassidish world today, which is they're all into their own. Al Chabad has its minhagim, Whatever. They have Okay, so has come back very strong in the Haredi world in America, and the modern Orthodox, I, I personally feel, they still don't have minhag. Uh, so I just like if a modern Orthodox guy says, I'm open, I want to know what I should do, I, I would recommend to research your roots, you know, go back for generations, you know, where they come from, your great grandparents, and try to do whatever minhagim you can do, which, you know, it's comfortable for you. You know, if it's not comfortable, so you don't have to because it's, it's gone. But it's just a nice thing to try to bring it back. And the fact is that there are minhagim which are, you know, they have taken root here. So, that's all. For I doesn't know. Now, my father kept six. I do five and a half. I mean, I do five and a half because somewhere along the way, the rubs, I heard the rubs say five and a half. Some people say the rubs said five in one minute. Not that, I mean, people, a lot of people are doing five and a half. People I know, I mean, the rubs tell me them. Uh, like kids do five and a half. They picked that up from me. But, you know, really, my, my father was, was a full six. Um... I'm not so sure the five and a half makes sense. We'll take a look at the Rambam's language and see if he really meant that. Uh, any event, okay. So anyway, there's another issa which came up, the issa of eating meat first and then milk. So as I said, there are different variations, but there is such a prohibition. That's a drabanon. And then there's another drabanon uh, called the issa of ha'ala'ah. Can't, two people are eating on the same table or somebody on the table if you're eating m- milk or meat whichever one 
You can't have the other type food on the table without some kind of a sign or hecka that this is different. So, if I, I can't just take a plain table like this and have a meat sandwich and a glass of milk. And I, even though I'm not going to drink the glass of milk, but just sitting there or, or a container of milk, I have to put some kind of uh, hecka, which means I put some kind of a mat, maybe a... Uh, aluminum something under the meat sandwich which the milk is not on that mat so that's the heka that this is meat and that's milk so there's a special dindrabanan called ha'alo not to put things on the table at the same time without a heka okay okay so the new isum dindrabanan besides the derisa bisho achila hana there's an isu called hachaka keeping the distance, the time, the time gap between them, and, uh, and then also how long, the same table. Okay. So Chaka is the time distance? Yeah, Chaka would be the time gap. Okay, now there's also, everybody agrees that there's a difference in that. Getting over to that Chaka for a second, everybody agrees that there's a, it's worse if you eat meat first. If you eat meat first, you need much more hachaka before you get to the milk. You might need six hours, let's say, or five and a half. It's a very big hachaka. But if you eat the milk first, then it's a small hachaka. It's a very small, you basically, you rinse your mouth out. You can even be in the same meal. Just rinse your mouth out. And that's almost everybody says is fine. That the hachaka will be what they call kinuach, so if you wash your hands, let's say I began with some milk or some whatever, and then I can switch over to the meat. As long as I eat something in between, let's say I eat a piece of bread in between, pav bread, or I drink something in between, get my mouth a little cleaned out so that it's not, it doesn't have still that meat uh, or that milk flavor or whatever, and then... So I can then eat the meat. So milk is first, the hachaka is hachaka, katana, very small hachaka, not big. Okay, we're going to go into this. Okay, that's... What's the logic behind it? Okay, the logic, there are two ideas which the postgames say to give a logic for this. Uh, one is that meat tends to get stuck between the teeth. Little pieces of meat get stuck between teeth, whereas milk doesn't. Milk is a, no, you swallow it, it goes down. And even cheese doesn't, doesn't, it's not like meat. Meat has, like, it, it really breaks into these little tiny things which get caught in meat and the teeth. Cheese doesn't. So that's why that's that's one reason they say that why meat might be more strict. Another is that they say meat takes a long time to digest, much more than milk and dairy, and because it's digesting for so many hours, uh, uh, things come up out of the stomach back into the mouth, so that the meat flavor is still in the person's stomach, mouth, and sort of feels. For me, like I, this morning, I was thinking to myself, right? Because I'm learning this, I was saying, I actually 
this morning at about 10 o'clock in the morning, I was still feeling the meat meal, which I had last night. <laughs> it gave me a pretty happy As meat meal. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's another reason, because it's, I mean, it's in your stomach much longer than dairy. That's another reason why they made it big hachaka. Yes? So it seems like, according to the, to the first piece of logic, that I guess it's a chumrah against eating meat and milk together, but then it seems like a whole, according to the second logic of it not being digested, it seems like a whole separate kind of, not, not, not a separate kind of iser, but like, I guess. Right. Right. You're, you're touching a very interesting point. You're getting into the analytical level, which is the Rav's uh, level. In other words, are, are all these Rabbanans, are they going to be real Basa B'chalav type of issue? So if I do it, if God forbid someone does it, he actually ate Basa B'chalav with the Rabbanan, or just have <coughs> some kind of a gazelle, stay away from this sort of thing. Well, yeah, but if you did it, you didn't really do real basa b'cholov. You just did some. The difference would be if you can make a gazelle, a gazelle. Can you make another gazelle on top of the first gazelle? So if you're going to, if it's real basa b'cholov, the rabbanon, then you can make another gazelle on top of the first gazelle. If it's going to be some new iser, then I probably would not make a gazelle, a gazelle. That's, that's a very... Why? You only make gazeros on things which are basically the raisa or the rabbanons which are categorized. Wait, a brand new rabbanon? Then ain't goes in gazero, You don't make a second gazero on a pure so new you're saying that the, se- the second logic that says that because it takes six hours to digest would seem to be a, a separate, it's a separate because it's... It's, it's not, not really possible, but something, of course, there's yeah. stuff coming out of the stomach. Yeah. So then you wouldn't make a gazero or a gazero if that was something. Okay, now, okay, so this is one whole discussion which we're going to get into now, uh, next day or two. Second, second is, how does this stuff, how do these gazeros work out with basa of b'cholov? Because if basa of b'cholov is not the right, <coughs> only the rabbonon, then the question is, do you make these gazeros of hachaka, or, you know, separating or halal on the t- same table, because the rulers ain't goes in gazero to gazero. So, if basa of b'cholov is a new kind of a gazero, then I would presumably say, no, don't extend it into gazero to gazero. But if it's basa of b'cholov is bas mitrabbanon, it's mamish basa b'cholov, it has like a thin device and mid rabbanon, then I would make a gazero on this thing. But yes. can we say that it's the same nachmina uh, as the previous one? Because if it's its own thing that this waiting six hours, that's its own isser, then we should just be able to apply it right over to Buster Oaf regardlessly. Okay, I mean. Right? Because it's not connected at all to the fact that it's a derisor, it's just its own thing. So why not just include that? that? We wouldn't. What? When you get into Gezeris to Rabbanon and you want to know, we're going to make another Gezeris on top of the first Gezeris. So this is the Rav's basic concept. He says, if that first Gezeris fits into a derisor category, 
then I waited the Raisa has more gazeros, then this Durabanon gets also more gazeros because it itself has that shem, that right. status of a device. But if it's so separate. But if it's its own separate thing, then you wouldn't expand it into the Rabbanons. Right, it's not its own separate thing at all. So he's starting with Basa Of. Now let's look at Basa Of. Basa Of Bacholov is in this Durabanon. Is that, that Basa Bacholov Durabanon? Or is that Xero Durabanon? Right. If it's Basa Bacholov Durabanon, then I could put on a Xero. Yes, I would say six hours, I don't put it on the same table, meat and the chicken with the milk, because it's possible to of the Rabbanon, so then I put on more gazeros to refer to a device. But if chicken with milk is a new thing, it's not really possible to of the it's a new sham, it's a new issue completely, then I presumably could not add another gazero on top of that. So we'll soon see that that... Re- We'll see that there might be very big differences. Could we deal with a bunch of different gazebos to Rabbanon? And uh, so, it, so we have to see if and what applies to the Basa O uh, situation. It's strange to say, for example, I'll give you an example. The Rambam, he passes like this, he passes. If you eat the chicken first, then you have to wait six hours before you get milk. But if you drink milk first, then he says you can eat chicken without even rinsing out your mouth. That'd be very contradictory, because on one hand, you would say that harkako would be, like, seemingly that it's zero, but if it's it actual, like, ain is your derisa of basrachal, but only derabanan, then fine. Then on the other end, then you should say that by eating busser or easy eating halal first, that you should rinse out. But the fact he doesn't, so it sounds like it's a, just a separate new issue. New issue. Eat the chicken first. You have to wait six hours. So, so it could be because he feels that first reason it's stuck in your teeth. You wind up eating things together later. Because it's stuck in the teeth, so it's as if you eat things together. So that. For sure, they made a gazelle chicken with milk. Yeah. You shouldn't eat them together. So, this, and this is like eating things together. Something like uh, Barak was claiming that the six-hour thing is, is is basically like eating it together, mamish. So, therefore, they would apply even to the chicken first. Right, but if it's an iser derubana, if it's just a plain iser derubana, then you would say it goes in there. Because the oaf is only a gazelle. It's not a real sabasa bachal. Of course, he says if we eat the, ch- the milk first, you don't have to inside your mouth for the chicken. So, but that, yeah. on that, that side, it sounds like since he's not rinsing it out, he's not treating it like the regular din of basa bachal. Right? So, it's there. not really basa bachal, it's so, something new. Yes, but, on, but then on the other end, we're saying if you're going to say basa bachal, if you're not saying it's a, like dafka basa bachal, why do you say harhako by, by six hours? He thinks that the hachaka means that you're eating it at the same time. That, you know, that is the original Zayda bun, not eat chicken with milk. Mm-hmm. That, that, that direction of the hachaka, the chicken first, is like eating it together with the cheese later. There's another issue which I knew when I was a kid, there was a whole big issue. I don't know, it seemed to have gone by the boards. There was a big issue that the Ramar brings up. The Ramar claims 
because of the second reason, that the digestion reason is, it might be uh, a reason to wait six hours. So the remark claims that what they call hard cheese. Hard cheese is like meat, it takes six hours to digest, and if we should wait six hours after you eat hard cheese. So what is hard cheese? Hard cheese is something which in six months, it's six months old cheese. So at least six months old. Okay, uh, when I was a kid, people were worrying about that a lot. I mean, I remember my father, he was very into that. He didn't, he didn't allow any cheese into the house except this regular soft cottage cheese and cream cheese that came in. I never saw myself in the house the yellow cheeses because he claimed yellow cheeses are hard cheeses. You have to wait six hours after hard cheese, and he says kids are not going to wait six hours. It's just on the minute I did not come in the house. I mean, that was apparently a European thing. My father was European, Hasidish. So they were very machma about this thing with the hard cheese. I mean, when I got older, the Rav Shia, this, that, and I don't know who told me this, but I was told along the way that today's yellow cheeses don't have a six-month hardening process, they, they, there's chick-chack, they produce monster cheese or whatever, it's produced quick, it's not six months, so it doesn't have that thin of hard cheese, so that's why you can eat a monster cheese and just rinse out your mouth and go, mozzarella. mozzarella or whatever, so Swiss cheeses, they were telling, those years when I was young, they would say, no, Swiss cheeses are six months, you have to wait at least six hours. <coughs> But today, people, don't. I don't know if anyone does it anymore. I don't know. Yes? So I've heard a lot of people are uh, mothmare on Parmesan cheese. Parmesan. Or anything that, that you actually need to grind in order to produce. Oh. That's considered a hard cheese. But that's what I've heard. Okay. Yes? Um, I don't know. It seems like it's a, since we have like um, um, meat you have to wait for and not dairy, I, I, would, I would think to say it's like a hashivist thing. Meaning, I guess, oh. this meat has a special... Only meat. You wouldn't extend it over to cheese, but any kind of cheese. But the Ramah, unfortunately, does say that some cheeses he feels are like meat. So they say it can't be because they get stuck in your teeth, because what's the difference this cheese that cheese? And it must be the digestion, since that that's the reason for waiting for six hours, maybe hard cheeses takes the body longer to digest. So then that's why I have to wait six hours. But then, why? I don't know. Then according to that logic, you would therefore be able to have chicken and then have milk right after, right? Chicken first. Oh, because if, if, it's, if it's a digestion problem, yeah, yeah. chicken doesn't, right, then it would be more like the toasters that you can eat chicken. Okay, good, we'll come to that. Good point, yeah. So according to Ramaz Svara of, of, you know, for hard cheese, and doing this harkaka, whether it be for digestion or for things stuck in the teeth, it would still be, for the most part, based off of whomever minhag you go by. Right. I mean, by, by meat and milk, if you say three hours, and by cheese, you would assume hard cheese, you would say three hours as well. Right. For sure. Right. I can imagine we would be more mocked, You're just excited about having hard cheese for one hour. Yeah, I, I wait one hour. You have one hour, man? Yes. Okay, yes. so. Grandfather was Dutch. Oh, so perfect. So, good. <laughs>
one. Yeah, the one hour. Yeah. Okay, that's good. It's not the only minute, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so now let's see. Let's try to work this through, at least begin to see in the Gemara. Everybody has a Gemara, right? Okay. Okay. So, on the bottom, a proof Okay, so back, first, in the Mishnah, it said, So we said that that includes, so we're working with Rav Ashi. Sometimes it's the rice, the kosher, regular animal meat. And sometimes it's the rabbanon if it's a, a bird, chicken. Meat, it's the rabbanon. Okay, then it says, You shouldn't eat the meat if there's any kind of milk or cheese on the table without a hacker. Okay, so this is the first Mishnah which, which mentions the prohibition of Ha'ala. Turn to Kufdad Amad Beis, there's a second Mishnah. Second Mishnah spells it out much more explicitly. It says like this, Ha'of, Ola imagvina ala shulchan ve'ena nechal devebet shamai. The Shamus says you can't eat chicken with, with cheese, but you can put it on the table together. Huh? So, based upon the logic that we had before, we would say, according to Beis Shammai, it's a new Issa right? Eating the cheese with the chicken, it's a new Issa It's not real Bosabuchol of Midrabanon, it's a Gzeva. And Allah putting things on the table is another gezeira, and you're not goes a gezeira le gezeira. So, you're saying that it wouldn't be that you, you can't have the chicken because, oh, then you might end up having meat. It's, 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 a, it's a separate isser of eating chicken, which, okay. Right, so therefore there's no prohibition to have them on the table. Beit omim lo He says, no. Just like you can't eat chicken with milk or cheese, you can't have them on the table together. So, presumably, he's saying that chicken with milk is a real isabosa b'chol of midrabbanon. The rabbanon gave it a din like at the raisa, and therefore you can make another gazer on top of it, not to put it on the same table together. This would be a kula beit shamai. Usually beit shamai is strict. In this case, he's more lenient, and beit is more machme. Okay, beis shulchan amu. What kind of a table do they prohibit putting meat and milk on the same table? The shulchan shochel. All of it's a table where he's eating one of the one or the other. Let's say it's just a table where he's working on the food, like a cooking table or by a stove. Then there's no prohibition to have them both on the same table if it's just a working table. This whole list is only an eating table. Okay. So any like food preparation? There's no problem to have milk and meat on the same area on the table with just food preparation. That's okay. 
And that's basically the minog. I mean, with the women in the kitchen, when they're preparing food, they have no problem having milk, meat, uh, one right next to each other in the preparation area. There's not a problem. That's permitted, the mission says. Yeah. So that would also seem to imply that it's a that the Isser of having on the same table is, is not an extension, but a, because meaning, just because, meaning have the Isser official. So if you're, if you're working, meaning, if, if the reason for having the Isser on the table in regards to eating, even though, logically speaking, that would make the most sense. Like, why else would you have the Isser of not being allowed to have the food on the table because you might happen to mix it? Um, but since the same doesn't apply to cooking, it would therefore seem that it's a new Isidurabalon and not... Not a meal is, uh, right, of, of Bosa B'cholom. Or you could say just that what the Rambam saying, that it's... The only thing the Rambam really is, 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 is making us, us, Asur is the Ocha, but not necessarily the Bishel. I guess yeah, because the Rambam says... Uh, Meaning there's still an issue is there Ka'in the rice by... By, by Ochel, but not by Bishel. Because if they were by Bishel, then why would we not be concerned if we just put it on the same table? Maybe you might come to cook it or something. This would be a ride to the Rambam. There's no one so Bishel with Oph. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Point. But I think the, the, this thing is uh, accepted even by real meat and milk also. That if it's a, mm-hmm. if so it's it, just, a, it, just, it just shows that the achila is is machmir in general. In general, the more machmir by achila. So, in which case, you would still say that maybe the entire iser of baser of echalav is still kein baser echalav. Right. Okay. Okay. So, according to Beisilel, there is an iser with of to have it on the same table. Okay. We pass like take still in this case? Yeah. Even even though that he's more stringent. Right. Interesting. That's either Gamara. Okay. Okay, we'll see. We don't really pass on the Beitel. You're right. I made a mistake. In this case, we do not pass on the Beitel of the Mishnah. Let's read the Gemara here. Okay. Right, we'll see. Rabbi Yossi had the Tanakam. Rabbi Yossi was the one who made this point that this is a Chumma Beitel. So that's really what the Tanakam said. Chi teima chila gufika benayu. To say maybe someone thinks you can eat. The common Tanakama Bala Kumiflikibahila Lopli. The Tanakama said even Beit Shammai is only allowing Allah. He's not allowing eating challah with with chicken. Maybe Rabbi telling us that Beisham even allows you to eat chicken with milk. So that can't be what Tanya Rabbi Yossi said. She should draw Makula Beit Shammai Mechum Beit Tilal Vazu Achad Mehen. 
אוף אולם אגבין על השולחון, ואינו נחם, זה בבית שמאי, בית אלוהם אין לו עולה ולא נחם. So no, he never said that according to Beit Shammah you can have chicken with milk. He says you can't eat it, but you can put it on the same table. That Tanakamu had Beit Shammah more lenient, and Rabbi Yossi agreed. It is Rabbi Yossi. It's good to quote people who are the sources. Okay. So, Beit Shammai allows you to put it on the same table, but Beit Hillel says, no, you can't put it on the same table, even though it's only chicken, which is the Rabbanon. He says, you cannot put it on the same table. Okay, back... Back a little bit earlier... Back and proof Dalim and Aleph. Also said you can't put any meat with milk. If you're eating, you can't have any milk on the table with the meat. So the fact that you can't put it on the same table, which seems to indicate if it's only the Rabbanon, if you eat it together, it's only Durabonon, and not Nixah, or Otachil, why would there be an issue to put on the table? Because you might eat it. Eating is only Medurabonon, and there's no Gezeira, or If you can say, Basa of Pecholov is Medurabonon, he's asking, why in the world should there be a Gezeira not to put it on the same table? So he obviously feels that if it were Durabonon, it wouldn't be a realistic Basa Pecholov. It would be just a new Gezeira Durabonon. And there's no reason to make a gazeva ligazeva. Which would be like the Rambam, who says you're allowed to cook basov b'cholov and have hanor. So it's not really basov b'cholov midrabbanon. It's a new wisdom. So he says, so why should it be a gazeva ligazeva of putting on the same table? So turn the page. And then finally at the end, before the Mishnah, the Mazaline, So it's like this, like seven, eight lines before the Mishnah says, says If you let him put it on the same table, the chicken with the milk, he might put regular meat with milk. Why if he puts regular milk and regular meat on the table also, so it's only cold with cold. Cold with cold is only Durabana. So what's the problem? Xero the Xero? Amma by Xero Shemriyala Beilfus or Seach. Now maybe he'll bring in meat which is hot on a plate. So if Klisheni, it's a Klisheni. So even if he mixes the milk and the meat in the second, in the, in the plate, it's not going to have a The problem is, if we're going to let the guy eat chicken with, and have cold milk on the table, so one day someone's going to take a hot pot, which is a clearly shown, of hot meat, and he'll have milk on the table and he'll mix the milk with the hot meat in the pot. So you wind up with a derisa. 
so the Issa Durabanan of, of chicken and milk on the table is a gazeo because of Basar Bechol, of the rice of really hot meat in a Klevishon with milk. Someone might have a Klevishon meat on the table and, and have regular milk and, and, and then mix it somehow. Make it be Bavash of Basar Bechol, yes. If you have a cold cheeseburger and you eat it, are you over? It the, was cooked? No, just a piece of cheese put on an, an already cooked butter. But like it's, everything's cold. It was not cooked together, just put on a That's piece That's a drabana, eating things together. That's so, only meaning the only iser the rights of eating things together is something that's bish, that's been mivashal. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So we're going to make a gazera of not putting things on the table is because we're afraid that maybe one day someone will take a hot pot shown of meat or milk, put something cold on the table and mix the two and get basabachol of the rice. That's why we made such a gazeva. So we're not answering milk on the table with cheese because of the issue of eating chicken with milk, but because of the issue of cooking real meat with real milk. So now this will get people to do all, to go all the way to do a real issue of derisa. So it's not a gazera of a gazera, it's a gazera of a derisa. That's what the Gemara says. It's a long extension. A real far-fetched, very, very long extension. Pretty far away from a derisa, but... Because it's a kitchen and people, it's a concern that people will, will go all the way. Meaning each part of this like long chain of, of Zera is really just one long extension of Zera of Atu Le'achit Le'ochel Basachalov. Atu, atu Ochel cooking the Gemara. You have, you have, you have real hat Ilfus Klevi Shon of real Basar with milk on the table. So if we let people have chicken with milk on the table, they'll wind up regular meat in the first daily. Well, the, the thing is, is that if it's, if it's a concern of official, then if I have it on the table that I'm not eating on, it should also be usher. I come to cook. If it's a concern of what? Official, then even on a table that I'm not eating on, it's still Oh, yeah. Cook. So really, it's, it's really the main issue. I guess as a result of mixing the two you're over on, on Bishel as well. But really it's not the, the concern's not for Bishel, it's it's the concern is for eating. For yeah. eating. And it's not Bishel Atu Achila, it's just Achila. Because Bishel's also an Israel right, so it's not like a That's true. That's a good point. Okay, so at the end of the day, the Allah prohibition is very, very humble. It goes even to chicken with milk, and it's exact because of a derisa with real meat. So it's not a gazer, a gazer, it's a gazer, out of a derisa. That's how Allah. Okay. So would you say that, that instead of maybe like, it's because it's, it's a gazer, out of a like is that? But that's, is that considered a separate... It's not considered a separate kazera. It's considered an extension. And there, then, ah, so you would say that the like, halot would be just like the umbrella 
uh, extension issue and anything that it falls under the category of health uh, would be um, still under that same Xera, which would still be extension of bus for hub device. Yeah. But I find it's very, there's a sort of like just a little bit of a puzzling thing is that the Xera itself is very strict in the sense that it goes very far from real meat and milk to chicken and milk, which are the Rabbanon, and will say, well, that'll create a confusion with real meat and milk. And even it's going to be meat with a clerician level, special derisa thing, achila derisa. Meanwhile, on the other side, there's a very big leniency. You just put a little mat or something there and you can do it. So it's, it's, it's a very, on the one hand, they're worrying about something with the rice, uh, and they're favoriting something which is like a gazeva of the rabbanon. But meanwhile, they're letting you do it if you put some kind of a mat under the meat or under the milk, and you can put it on the same table. So I always found it like a little strange thing that it's a strict gazeva, but on the other hand, a pretty lenient gazeva. It's very easy to, uh, to deal with it. Uh, there is a very interesting minhag which developed out of this whole thing is that there is a minhag and I was subjected to it last night when I was with my grandchildren. So I sat down to eat and it was a fleshic supper. The table was per- that I was eating it was perfectly clean. There was no food on it whatsoever. But I keep the grandchildren telling me, says, Zaydi, this is a milchig table. We eat on this table only milchigs. Therefore, we're serving you fleshig. We're giving you a mat to put the fleshig plate on the mat, which is on a milchig table. Now, there's no reason to do that because I wasn't, there was no milk on the table with the meat. It was completely clean. But this has become a minhag that. If there's a that once that if you designate a certain table to be milchig, that's it. It's milchig, and any time you eat anything not milchig meat, you have to put a mat, even though it's not really the gzeira of the Mishnah and the Gemara. They're talking about real two different foods on the table: meat and milk. Not that the table has been designated to be a milk table or a meat table, but that has become a minhag. I don't know if it's in the Shulchan or the Mar, but that has become a minhag. I think, I think that you see here that this whole thing is, is very, very far-fetched, strict gazeva that the Chachamim created. So uh, I think it's fine that the Jewish people or some Jews have created more, more extended minhag. This is kind of like seemingly like just cancels out the stringency, the level <laughs> stringency of the gazeva. So they're trying to match it by having their leniency being more strict. Right. The mat becomes very important. So I don't know what the, what they're doing down there in the cafeteria. If they cover it. They, they cover uh, it every time for meat. Right. When it's meat, they put a hecker of a plastic tablecloth. Well, when there's not a plastic tablecloth, then the tables have a status of error. So it sounds, but it does sound kind of similar to that, though. I mean, to say that, like, really, you know, as long as all the tables are clean and everything, you would have your meat there. Right. right on the table. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, then the same. But the postkim do mention something about tables. They do say you have to make sure your tables are clean. 
if the table is not clean, then you can get into serious problem. So maybe that's yeah, why this minnow came along with the tablecloths and mats, because they're afraid of that. not cleaning crumbs or whatever. Yeah. On that side, then I would say, like, maybe you just put on tablecloths both sides, because, like, you know, you might spill, it might go to the tablecloths, you would need for both there and clean, but... Oh, I've heard people doing that as well. I'm saying that's what, why you did not do that. Okay, we'll stop here with both sides. Tomorrow we're going to go more into the Hachaka discussion. Okay, today we did Ha'alah, and tomorrow we'll do more of the Hachaka.